Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. And today I'm joined by an incredible guest who I find it very easy to pronounce her first name, Lily, but her surname, her last name is Petrescu. And Lily creates books that transform the world for professionals that want to get booked to speak worldwide so that they can make a bigger difference and enhance their personal brand and their identity, I suppose. She can help you turn your story, knowledge or experience into books, online programs and websites that transform the world. So as you know, listeners, I'm very passionate about making a difference. That's what this podcast is about. So I know we're going to have a great time and we're in great company with Lily. So welcome to today's podcast, Lily. Thank you so much for inviting me. Now, we were just talking about where you're based and, you know, here in the UK, we've not had much of a summer and I know you're in London, but today we're enjoying sunshine, aren't we? So I know every weather is one to be enjoyed anyway, but particularly today, it's a good sunny day out there. So uh, it's good to do that when we're recording this podcast as well. Yes, especially when you have the sunshine in your heart. Yes, yes, yeah. And yeah, nothing brightens people up than uh, talking to people that are full of their own sunshine, but also the sunshine that's outside. So that's that's a great point. Tell us a little bit, first of all, uh, about the coffee that you're drinking today, the latte that you're drinking or latte that you're drinking. Okay, so drinking latte is one of my most joyful moments of the day. And I think it's important that whatever you do when you wake up in the morning that you experience joy and experience those tiny moments of joy that you get out of little things and for me drinking latte is one of those things yeah i must admit and the listeners will know this when it gets to the the um the winter seasons let's say i'm not going to mention the c word yet because we're a bit too early in the year yet for that but when we get to that, uh, you know, seasons of greetings, one of the very special moments I love is that first sip of the gingerbread latte in my local coffee shop. And that is one of those very precious moments, Lily, as well. I, I love it afterwards, but it's that first sip of the gingerbread latte. That's when I know the winter season uh, is here. And yeah, I, I love that time of year as well. So yeah, definitely about the moments, definitely about the moments. So... Where do you like to drink your your latte then? You know, do you, is there, have you got a, a special coffee shop? Uh, is there a special brand? What, what's your favourite place or favourite coffee? I can't say that there's a particular brand, but you know, it's one of those sachets that you kind of mix in, and okay. uh, it always gives you that perfect latte. And uh, there's some places around London that you could go to, but I don't really do that. I just make my own coffee, and then I actually take a cup from my from my kitchen like a normal cup yep. and 
not even a plastic one. And then I just walk around London drinking it. <laughs> so I think it's important that you find your own way of experiencing joy, whether it means drinking, you know, latte or whether it's doing any small activity, anything that you do that is little that can bring you joy. Do that on a normal, you know, like a, on a daily basis. And what you'll find is that you will experience that you will attract a lot more opportunities to you because when you're in a joyful state, you attract opportunities, you attract Absolutely. people, you attract the right situations. And it's your high vibe, your high vibration, your high frequency that um, allows you to see the opportunities that are always in front of you. Yeah. And, and don't you find, Lily, that when you're when you're like that, you attract people that you want to be attracted to. You pull those opportunities and those people to you who are like you, that are great opportunities, where if you walk around miserable and down, complaining and whinging and moaning, then guess what? What you would put out is what you attract. You attract people that you also think, wow, you're not very happy, you're miserable, you're... Well, actually, that's who you are, and that's why you're attracting that particular kind of person. And you're pushing away those opportunities as well, aren't you? Yes, and I actually am a massive manifester. I came to London with 100 euros in my pocket 18 years ago, and I remember everywhere I went, I was meeting... Um, influencers i was meeting like high profile business entrepreneurs i was actually working for some of the most influential people in the world and right. i was living in their house as an au pair and the reason i attracted that and i know a lot of au pairs maybe didn't they had to like cope with not you know not being fed much and you know all these terrible situations yeah. but the reason i attracted that was because of my high vibration and my high expectations for myself and you can say, you know, when you're you're giving your best, when you're excellent, when you are, um, you can you can say in a way expecting that your day is going to be great, yeah. and you will appreciate every little thing that happens to you. Then what you'll find is you'll get more because the universe loves to reward those who appreciate what they're already given. I've got a DVD that I listen to. It's a Tony Robbins uh, DVD, and it's 15 minutes of gratitude. But one of the things he does in the DVD, he gets you to visualize the, the day and see it as done. And to look at all the good things that are going to happen today as though they have already happened. And it is that seeing it as done helps it turn into reality for you doesn't it and it's it's such a great thing to do every day why i don't know why more people don't wake up in the morning and look at the day look at the opportunities look at the the joy as you say of the day and then just see every moment of their day as done and see it and be purposeful about it as well Yes, I fully agree. And I find that there are certain times in my life when I'm most joyful, when I just know something really awesome is going to happen. And have you ever noticed how, let's say if you wanted to, um, I know, buy a house or um, I know, buy a car or have a particular job. And when you were in that joyful state where you were kind of expecting and knowing that you were going to get it, when you were in a positive frame of mind rather than in a worrying and anxiety kind of state of mind, it sure. was much easier for you to attract it towards you. And then all of a sudden, you, I don't know, a friend of a friend maybe gave you that opportunity yeah. or, you know, one of those jobs that you applied for, it kind of just 
um, happen to be the right one. So you'll, you'll find that a lot more things flow to you when you are in a positive state of mind. Yeah, and I think the, the visualization was really important for me. And the house we're in now, we, we sat down at the end of an August and we said, right, we're going to buy a house. We're going to have our animals at home. We're going to move uh, the horses and have them at home with us. And we're going to find this dream house. And we we said, let's give ourselves five years to find this dream house because we knew how special this house was. Uh, but what we did, Lillian, listeners, is we created a very clear picture of what we wanted. We sketched it out. We put all the things in it that we wanted. And we, we said how we would feel when we moved into this house. And we looked at the the whole context of this house. And we actually moved into the house in November of that year. So it took us less than four months to find it and move into it. Because we were tuned into it. We, we, we saw what we were looking for and the house found us. Definitely, without exception. I love that uh, example that you gave because it also happened to me where I manifested buying a house within two and a half months and I just woke up one morning with a feeling of knowing I was going to buy a house and at the time I didn't have the money. Yes, I was making good money, but I didn't have the money saved up and two and a half months later, I managed to compile all the money I needed to actually put a deposit down and it was more than, it was 125,000 that I managed to raise. And uh, I'm a now proud owner of a property. And I think that anyone can do this as long as you get into this positive frame of mind. And then as long as you're also taking the action required to manifest, it's not like you're just going to wait around and everything's going to pan out for you. You have to actually take action on the opportunities that are coming to you and also to ask yourself, how am I going to do this? Okay, you have a vision. And then kind of like ask yourself, okay, um, how can I do this? How can I do this? And then you can say your brain, your uh, your brain is going to like be focused on exactly those things you want to be focused on. So um, I think a lot of, you know, trainers give this, give this example of, you know, if you were asked um, how many red cars did you see today? You're going to exactly. be thinking, okay, I saw, I don't know, five or whatever. But then tomorrow you're going to be more alert towards that exact thing. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing where what you're focused on expands and the more you focus on the right things, the more you get it. Yeah. I think you said something very important in there though. And I think it's important for you listeners to pick up on that because what we're talking about here, uh, many people will say, that's okay, you know, but you can think all these things and then they never really happen. But what I would say is that the comment you made is about how you do it because all of this needs action if you sit there with your arms folded all the visualization in the world will be useful but it won't get you what you want unless you take action upon it you've got to get out of that chair and take the action you've got to have that um, vibration that energy and that comes from motion so you actually have to do something with what you're thinking about, what you're visualizing, and you have to grab the opportunity as it passes by as well, don't you, Lily? Because if you miss it, very rarely will it come back again. So you've got to grab it and be ready for it when it's there. Exactly. And I love what you said about motion, because when you are in motion, and I'm talking about even, let's say, um, walking out of the house and taking a few steps, 
or even, you know, cleaning your house or, you know, doing something that involves movement. As long as you're doing something that involves movement that makes you feel happy, maybe you're just walking to the park for 20 minutes. If you do that first thing in the morning and then you come back, you come back home or you go to your office with a fresh mind rather than stressed out thinking about all the, you know, traffic issues and so on. If you do it like that, then what happens is that that motion, that that movement that you took your body through kind of activates your brain as well, because you will be starting to be more creative. You are going to start to feel better. And anytime you feel better, you um, uh, realize, oh, I also know Pedro who could he could help me with this. Or I also know Sandra who could help me with this other yeah. thing. And then you kind of activate those relationships that you've always had and you become more of aware of the kind of things that were always available to you. And it's all about that. Like even uh, if you are not feeling well or if you are finding that, uh, I don't know, a door closes, uh, you were fired from a job or a client, you know, doesn't want to work with you anymore. That is the universe's way of saying, you know, don't take this direction, take this other direction. Yes. It's not a way for the universe to kind of slap your face and say, you know, that's it, you're a failure. That's not what it is. It's just a way for the universe to redirect you in the right direction. Yeah, it's very, it's, I think it's very hard for some people and perhaps some people listening to this though that when you are in that position where you are taking some knocks it really does feel but you know you're getting a real real slap around the face and you know uh, the way that we handle that is our choice isn't it and, and that's our power to be able to look at it in a different way and I know many of you listening to this sometimes it's easier said than done but actually it still needs to be done so I love that but Let's just move on to a little bit more, Lily, about you and what you do. So helping turning stories and knowledge and experience into books, online programs. And you mentioned about getting booked to speak worldwide. And a lot of people are trying to get on that kind of platform. Tell us a little bit about something that you've been working on or something that's been a shift in your own business. One of the most important things that you can do as a business owner is to structure your thoughts and to publish a book but not just any book a lot of people come to me and they say i want to write um, and publish my story and the problem is not a lot of people care about your story unless you are able to structure it as something that is useful for other people so it needs to be a um, book that is solving a problem for people and not just for uh, people, but for many people, ideal, ideally for millions of people, mm. ideally it should be a problem that millions of people are searching for a solution for that particular thing. And you need to come up with a title that feels like it's very memorable, easy yeah. to remember, uh, simple, short, and also it should be something that feels like, wow, this is me. Okay, so for example, like my partner and I created this brand called Speakers Are Leaders mm. because it's a statement that means that speakers are leaders and at the same time leaders are speakers and at the same time it attracts our desired tribe, which is sure. leaders of organizations and leaders and entrepreneurs and people who want to be speakers and they want to impact the world through their leadership. So when you create a brand that is short, like ideally less than three words, um, it can be turned into 
so many different things. So for example, Speakers Are Leaders is a, a workshop. It's a book title. It can be a TED Talk okay. title. Yeah. It can be like a board game, a card game. It can be like so many different things. Okay. And when you think outside of the box of, okay, it's not just a book. It's not just my story. It is a series of ways to help the world, to empower the world, to achieve their goals and their dreams. And yes, inside that, we are going to put our stories, our dreams and our passions and how we are helping the world achieve that and the solutions we have created that are typically structured as systems and blueprints and formulas that our desired target market is um, in need of. So there are many things that maybe you, uh, your desired target market doesn't know that they need. So it's your job to educate them, to tell them this is what you need and this is the system that you can follow in order to get, get from A to Z. And when you do it like that, then this is going to work for you as well. And it's going to work for any business, for example. And, and the key thing is also creating this luxury brand title that um, has a luxury brand image and then inside that you also like look really awesome because you're helping so many people and you're using um you're using undercover selling as well because you're you're talking about how you've helped other people and how they can also benefit from that and at the same time that is a way for you to reach and impact millions of people because they need your help and then they're sure. going to see you as the expert in that field. And uh, if you write your brand story in the right way, they are going to see that you are the number one authority in that field and you are the one that can help them because you have structured your thoughts, you have structured your systems and the systems that you've created are practical and simple to follow and sim uh, simple to understand as well. And when you do it like that, then you create a brand, a luxury brand that can be so many different things. It's not just a book, uh, but it can be a book and an online course and multiple, multiple ways of not only impacting the world, but also creating wealth for your business and your employees and your family and your community as well. So I, I want to pick up on a couple of things that you've you've mentioned there. And it's interesting, and certainly for me, listening to what you've just said there, to create that title which can be transferred onto lots of different uh, products, services, they say, you know, a workshop, etc. Because most of us try and create something unique for each of those. We feel everything we have has to have a different name. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'd love to, to hear your thoughts on that. But, but also... It sounds as though, from what you are, are saying, that this has been a journey that you've been on yourself. This is you having gone up the mountain of building this personal brand, this luxury personal brand, and then come back down and now you help other people. So I'd be interested to hear what difference it's made uh, to you. So let's let's start with the difference it's made to you first then. You know, am I right in saying that? Is this something that you walk the walk? And what kind of difference has it made for you? Very good question. So my very first book was called Meet the Nanny. And uh, that book was something that uh, nobody cared about. Why? Because nobody wanted to meet the nanny. And it didn't have a subtitle as well. So you can say it was in a way a failure. 
okay? But at the same time, it wasn't because it allowed me to um, go from being a nanny, which at the time I was literally a nanny, and it it allowed me to become an authority. And through that process of publishing a book, I became a magnet for opportunities. And the first opportunity that was given to me was to attend hundreds of marketing events about the book. And I noticed that uh, people were inviting me to so many events. And also at the time I was looking for a boyfriend and uh, I had so many offers all of a sudden after publishing my book previously. (laughs) That's not an after effect you probably planned for. No, no, I, I really didn't. And although you can say previously to publishing the book, I thought I was attractive and still the kind of people I was meeting weren't interested in me. But after publishing the book, I had had, um, I, you can say that I uh, became a super attractor for yeah, yeah. people who wanted to date me. And at the same time, a super attractor for people who wanted to give me uh, business opportunities, collaboration opportunities to work for them. And that's yeah. how I started working for um my partner, Harry, um, who had a property business and an English school and a career advice part of the business as well. And I was managing all the areas and I helped him to, to not only write his book, uh, Climbing Big Ben, How to Survive, Thrive and Succeed in London, but also to uh, increase the profits of the business to go from 400,000 a year to 642,000 a year with the same number of properties. And how I did that was through two Uh, two things, improving the general brand image of the company by improving the general look of the properties uh, by actually going there and painting the rooms and, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, adding value to the look by adding flowers and paintings and small things that would would, uh, improve the perceived value of the room uh, that we were renting out. And also through publishing the book, and then um, I actually didn't publish that book for him because he had a, another publishing the, uh, contract, but I wrote that book for him. And, um, and then he, um, he and I were gifting the book to people that we desired to have as clients for the properties. So what we discovered was that instead of doing 20 viewings, um, we reduced that to only one or two viewings because we were gifting the book to people that we truly desired to rent to. And they had more trust and, and uh, more, more um, confidence in renting from us because they saw the picture of Harry, my partner, on the cover of the book. And, and you know, when you're trying to rent something, there's always that little mistrust, right? Mm, uh, sure. are always thinking, what if this person is gonna run away with my money? But because um, Harry's face was on the cover of the book, and that book had a lot of useful yeah. tips on how to um, thrive in London and how to integrate and how to find, you know, y- your desired job and how to start a business and all these things that you, they were interested in. Uh, because of those things, um, then I managed to kind of increase the profits of the company and at the same time to feel like, wow, you know, I had gone from being a nanny to being a property manager. And also um, I wrote a book about how to learn English quickly. And I published that book and that book uh, helped us to double the prices of the English school that um, courses that we were offering. And um, and then I realized, wow, I managed to do this. Why don't I teach this? So I created Peak Performance Sales, which was a book. 
Um, and then I started talking about this around the world. And uh, my partner, Harry, um, trained me to become a more confident speaker because I was really terrified of speaking for 30 years. And um, since then, um, speakers, our leaders, became a global brand that has impacted more than a million people. And uh, it helped um, Harry and I to have uh, roughly 440,000 followers across all social media. And we are still growing as well. And since Great. then, we are collaborating with a celebrity that has helped many authors to sell 200 million books. And now I've discovered um, with her, um, with this collaboration, about the power of writing a collaborative book as well with other authors that can have even more impact because when you are putting together inspirational, conscious entrepreneurs, putting all of them in a book and um, you can leverage on the collaborative um, power of everyone's brand and at the same time, the collaborative power of everyone's network and knowledge and skills. And many of them were also healers. And I think that um, one thing that has, you can say, um, been a block for many years for me was my health. Like uh, my health has not been very good for many years. And okay. I've you know, managed to kind of perform anyway, but I know that if my health was a lot better then I would have been, you know, a thousand times better as well. Yeah. And uh, through being part of this collaborative book, I've also managed to improve my health. Uh, so, you know, when you are part of a book, you can get a lot more than you were hoping for. It's not all about wealth. It's not all about impacting other people. It's about impacting yourself as well, transforming your world um, so you can transform the world. And it's interesting, you know, you use the word collaboration and thank you, because I think you answered both those points really well in there. So thank you for that. Collaboration is something that uh, is very polarizing at the moment, particularly, you know, with the last few years that we've had, because some people have become very insular, very isolated, working from home a lot, uh, not seeing other people. Uh, and then you've got the, the fact that you and I have never met. We're in different cities. You know, I've spoken to lots of people around the world. And the opportunities for collaboration, because of now we do more things online, we can still meet face to face, but we can do it in so many different ways. The the expansion for collaboration and the opportunity for collaboration has you know been exponential, and it, and it is very polarizing, isn't it? And it's interesting to see how it's worked out for you as well and the difference it's made. So so thank, thanks for sharing that. I, I just want to come to because uh, you've given us so much information there. Thank you for that. And it's I think everybody listening to this is probably hanging on to whatever they're sat on or sat at right now as they feel the, the, the energy and the, the pace at which you, you talk to us about this. Where can people go to find out more about you and what you're talking about? How, how can the listeners reach out to you? I'm everywhere. So okay. you can type my name in Google or anywhere and you will find me. But I'm also on lily.global. Okay, okay. www.lily.global. Lily is written L-I-L-Y. And you can find me also on my on my email, hello at lily.global or Lily Patrascu everywhere. I'm everywhere and okay. every social media. So you should be able to find me. Yep. And uh, the only trick is uh, being able to spell my name correctly. And if you can, then you will find me. Great, great. <laughs> and yes, with 440 thousand followers did you say yep yeah, i think we 
we'll definitely be able to pick up a trail somewhere and and reach out to you what's your preferred you know if you think about social media and you mentioned email there and website but if you think about social media where's the best social media platform for people to find you is it linkedin is it facebook is it instagram dare i say tiktok but what's what's the most popular what's your favorite I think uh, I'm faster answering on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm on, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn as well, um, but you know, I have people managing that. So, like in my personal Facebook, that's where I'm. I'm almost instant, instantly answering. And WhatsApp, actually, WhatsApp is perfect. Yeah, see, I'm I'm being dragged into the world of WhatsApp, uh, kicking and squealing a little bit. Uh, I love Facebook, so Facebook Messenger. But WhatsApp is another one of those where I think because I get so much other noise in there, filtering it out is, is a little bit more difficult. I'm getting there, but it's taking some time. So I want to come to the uh, penultimate question then, Lily. If you could give the listeners one tip, one lesson where they can take it away from today's podcast and implement it and do something with it so they can put all their, their energy, all their focus into it, but actually then do something with it. What would be the lesson or tip that you want to share today? I think the most important thing is to understand that you are a brand. And whether you really um, you really focus on it or not, the thing is that people will um, experience you in a certain way. And yeah. I think it's important that they should experience you in the best way possible. Now, what I mean by that is if you are looking at your current WhatsApp picture, what is it? Is it a picture of your baby? Is it a picture of you looking to the sea? If, yeah. if it is, you should consider changing it to one consistent professional image of you looking forward. And I should be seeing the same thing in your LinkedIn, in your Facebook, in your Instagram, in your TikTok, in every, way, in every single social media. And you need to have that consistency of colors, of uh not just colors but you need to be active and omnipresent now if you're going to choose to not be in a particular uh platform that's fine but the platforms you are going to choose to be part of be there and i'm yeah. saying like make the most of what you have because we all have something special and it's about showing it to the world and what is working right now is sharing valuable content, actionable content, short content in particular, less than one minute in all social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to give a snippet of or a nugget of your coaching of something that you do, that is part of your bigger blueprint or system, then that can help you to become an influencer with time. It's not going to be overnight, but what you will discover is if you do that, just that, do videos that are short form, and then you put them across all of your social media and you share valuable content that people can use, people will come to you and you need to have an offer that they can um, use in order to digest something bigger that you're gonna have. Uh, you're gonna have. So you need to have a growth strategy and a conversion strategy. And um, also to have everything you can say, it needs to look like it's part of the same thing. You can't be like having certain colors in one social media, another color in another social media. And it's more important than ever that you look after your personal brand. So yeah. if you need help 
to kind of go um, and have that consistency in your social media. And let's say if you are a social media dinosaur and you still have an amazing business, otherwise, maybe come to me and I will help you in a 30 minute consultation for free to look at some areas that you can implement right now, whether it's for your book, how to choose the right book you should be writing and or how to choose like a branding strategy so that you are um, you are aligned and you are aware of what you should be doing right now to grow your social media so you can be seen as a luxury influencer so you can be paid your worth. And I think, yeah, wow, that listeners, um, hopefully you were writing quickly there. So many tips, so many lessons to take away. But I think the consistency there, Lily, is really important. And I know I've seen an ad, I've wanted to go uh, and I've downloaded something or I've signed up for something and then I get the the product, the service, the masterclass, whatever it is. And it can looks it looks completely different. It's completely different colors. It's a different aspect. And you just think this isn't the same thing, you know. And people very often get very disrupted with that. So consistency uh, all the way through is definitely a thing. And we were talking about the, you know, some of my successes and my some of my successes, you know, you asked me about that. And it is about delivering value. I think if you deliver great content, great values, we're doing in this podcast, then. That is what makes such a difference. So thank you for sharing that. So I'm going to come to the final question then, Lee. If you were to have your your next coffee and you were to have it with one of your business heroes, okay, um, alive or dead, you know, uh, and might have passed, where would you have the coffee and who would it be with? I would choose uh, Brian Tracy and Ooh. I would perhaps the Ritz. And the reason for that <laughs> is because you need uh, to be in an, um, an, an incredible state of flow when you are with um, creative and um, you know mind-blowing influencers like Brian Tracy or Tony Robbins. You have to be yeah. in, a, in, a, in a high energy environment. And I think, for example, a place like the Ritz or a place like the building where I'm living, it has that kind of high vibe. And when you are there, it's like the, the, the ideas just flow and all the different things that feel like a blockage, that have always felt like a big blockage, they are suddenly kind of connecting and sinking. And, and so I think it's important to be in a high vibration environment. And there are certain hotels that are listed say five-star hotels where you can just go and grab a coffee for example yeah. and we'll find that flow and energy within you and you'll be compelled to write that email you you were kind of dreading to write or to do the kind of activity to, to I don't know to write your chapter for your book or whatever it is you'll find yeah. that you'll find a higher flow when you are in a high frequency environment like the Ritz for example so or, Yep. And also Brian Tracy, why? Because he's an incredible, um, very savvy uh, personal development coach that talks about so many different topics from sales techniques and negotiation and learning and how yeah. to learn fast. And he was one of the procrastination. Very yeah, procrastination. Yeah. And he was one of the very first people that I was listening to uh, when I was a nanny. I was ironing and I was listening <laughs> to audiobooks of Brian Tracy. And it was him who gave me that confidence 
to believe in myself enough to believe that I could really go to the next level because I think a lot of people are still cleaners and rubbish, you know, uh, takers. And that's fine. You can be whatever you want as long as you're happy doing that. Correct. And yeah. for me, I just saw there was that next level for me. And the reason I saw that was because Brian Tracy inspired me through his yeah. audiobooks. And likewise, one of my first books, I think Eat That Frog was uh, one of my favorite books in the very early days, certainly of becoming a coach. And one of them was The Art of Closing Sales, a great, great mm -hmm. book. And I learned so many valuable lessons. But it's interesting. I think I love Brian Tracy for, for all of what you've said, but also he's been consistently around and consistently great for so long. And that's a real testament. You know, you think about Tony Robbins, you mentioned, you know, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, been to see him a few times, spoken to him a couple of times. And the consistency is there of the value that you take away. Does what they say vary wildly? Not at all. Does the way that they say it change a little bit? So it's delivered to a different audience and perhaps in a different theme because times change? Yes. But there's definitely that consistency of content of value and in them as people as well. You know what you're getting with Brian Tracy. You know what you're getting with Tony Robbins, etc. So, yeah, definitely with you on that. And the Ritz. Yeah, I've never been in the Ritz. I'm coming down to London in September uh, for a trip. And, uh, yeah, I've never been to the Ritz. So perhaps that's one to put on the bucket list. I might give that a go. Uh, we usually go to uh, Fortnum and Mason or Selfridges. We like the vegetarian uh, cafe restaurant at Selfridges which is quite nice but uh, yeah we might try to race so thank you you've inspired me to do that um, Lily you, you've been an amazing guest you've shared some incredible things I think listeners you need to listen to this podcast perhaps listen it to, to it at uh, the same speed but make sure you pause it stop it write down there's a huge amount of content that Lily you've given us today and I think it's important that people work through it and get every single little nugget, every single little bit of spice uh, and energy from the presentation and the podcast that you've given us today. Thanks for being such a great guest. Thank you. And listeners, all you need to do now is two things. Leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of this particular episode. And most importantly, go out and do something with what Lily has given you today. Look at that consistency, look at the energy levels, look at how you're behaving, look at joy. If every single one of you listening to this goes out today and is more joyful and spreads more joy, then you will have done Lily and myself a great service. Uh, and of course, subscribe to the podcast so you get to hear more of the episodes that are coming up. And as always, I look forward to having you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.